Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up, what's up, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling, episode 147. And man, last week's episode, talking about powerful. Man, I am still, still digesting, still chewing on that episode. It was so edifying. I mean, I've listened to it. I watched it. Obviously, I was here for the live recording of it as well. But I just have to seriously say shout out to Nita, man. That story and just the ability to still keep your faith in some of the most absolutely trying times ever. This week alone, I have quoted things that she said to help me get through my day. Just that's it. That's all. And the biggest one that has stuck with me, and if you don't go back and listen to it, I'm giving you this little cheat code right here for life. Don't hover over God. We cannot hover over God in our circumstances. If we're going to have faith, then we're going to have to walk that thing out. We're going to have to keep our minds forward and believe it. She said, hey, it could sound cocky. I'm like, no, because if you look back over your life, and I want to challenge you to do that right now. If you look back in your life and you say, hey, man, those were some tough, tough times. I'm going to tell you and you're going to tell yourself, I've already survived 100 percent of my worst days, worst days. So when you're looking at current tests and circumstances, you look back and you say, hey, the same God that did it before can absolutely do it again. And that's the energy that our guest last week was giving us. And I just wanted to make sure kind of get you to go back and check it out. I would encourage you to watch it. If you listen to this audio right now, go watch it on YouTube. Check it out. See that conversation and see where it can help you in your life. Talking about having faith and helping you get through the grief that life continues to throw at us. Some of you may know, some of you may not. I am on the brink of parenthood. I have a daughter that is on the way here to us soon, October 1st. And I'm bringing this up because... I felt all along in a process that we were getting to going through fertility, all of these things, not being able to share these moments with loved ones that have already gone on is difficult just in the thinking of it, like the pregame, if you will. So then when you arrive at this point in this moment, it's like, man, it really can just take the wind out of your sails. It's like they're really not here. So it's like they're not here. And I'm here at this point in my life. And for me, just coming up and and embarking on parenthood, I mean, I'm already a parent in your mind. My therapist is telling me this, that you're already a parent, even though a child hasn't been born yet, you're already there. And so for me, not to have my grandma and not to have my dad is tough, guys. It is tough. And I'm sure that someone somewhere is going to relate to this, that your life is still going on. The age that I was when these people passed away, I am no longer that age. The accomplishments and the things, the good and the bad that I've experienced since their passing, is not, it's, it's just been different. Small things, big things. And this, my friends, is a really big thing. Just last night, I remember laying down just before bed. And I always say, 
Bedtime is prime time for those grief waves. Many of us are laying our heads on our pillows trying not to drown. My God, was I reaching for a life raft. I felt like emotionally I was caving inward because my dad came up in conversation, just something that he said, a reference that he made. And I'm like, wow, he's really not here. Like my guy is not here to see me as this person. He never saw me as a parent, never saw me as a mother. My grandmother never got to see it. And yes, yeah, sure, we can say that our angels and people are looking down on us. And, and I would love to believe that that is true. But if I could be honest, and I think I can do that, you guys are my people. It's just not the same as in the flesh. I'm not able to, to make those phone calls about appointments. I'm not able to show them ultrasounds. I'm not able to share those moments with them in the way in which I want to. And if I could be honest, I feel robbed. I feel robbed. I feel I feel bad saying that because I know that I was blessed with a decent amount of time with them for sure. But that doesn't change the fact that I wish that I had more time and that they were able to be here in these moments. I've shared a quote where I said, I'm going through things right now that only someone in heaven would understand. And in a caption for the most recent time that I shared that was the irony is that most of the things that I'm going through right now pertains to them. So it's a weird thing where it's like, I wish they were here so I could talk to them about the pain that I'm experiencing because they're not here. I don't know. I don't know. I hope you guys are with me and you're feeling what I'm saying. It's just a lot of emotions rising to the surface that then is spiral. So it's like, okay, you're not here to see me as a parent. Then it's like, okay, you're not going to be here to meet my child. Then it's like, you're not here for the next job or the hairstyle or this or that. And even with other family members, when people accomplish things in their lives, I'm like, man, they're missing this. My brother and my sister-in-law, <clears throat> excuse me, my brother and my sister-in-law just had a daughter. They have five sons and they just had a daughter. How exciting and amazing that is. And when she was born, I felt this is not even my direct situation. Like, man, my grandma and my dad didn't get a chance to meet her. They didn't get a chance to meet my nephew before her. Like, and my nephew before that, my grandmother did and my dad did. But it's just those things where life keeps going on. And this is why I like to speak about grief. Why I created this, why we do this is because I think that the magnitude of the pain and the sorrow that we experience gets downplayed. And not only by other people, but by ourselves. Do you hear what I'm saying? That we are embarking new chapters of our lives and those people are still a couple chapters back. They're not here. And it's tough stuff. Even this, May 25th, made nine years that one of my really good friends passed away. She passed away May 25th, 2013. And even this me becoming a parent to an extent, I feel a little bit bad. Like there's this guilt there that she didn't get that experience. And, and I even said this to my wife. I said, maybe that might not even have been something that she wanted to do. She may not have even wanted to be a parent. I don't know. She's so wild. I have no idea. And just a fun, big personality. But if she did, that opportunity is not there. So that guilt, it's not really a survivor's guilt because I wasn't in similar circumstances, but it's just like a man, I'm able to do this and they're not. And you also start to think too, what would she think? What would these people think? And so 
I'm sending you lots of love and light and prayers if you find yourself in those circumstances where you might even feel guilty for leaning into the joy. You might feel like, wow, because that person couldn't, I'm not going to. And I want to say this. We did not have a choice. If those people are loved ones, are angels, if they lived or if they died. But we do have a choice how we're going to live before we die. And so I'm asking you guys to keep sending me love and prayers and big me up during this journey, too, because I need to lean in. I know how I want to live my life. I want to be a great parent. I want to do all of these things. But I also have to have that extra strength and that reserve tank because I'm always combating grief. Grief for me is always walking in tandem with my life. So it's hand in hand. It's like this happens, but they're dead. This happens, but they're dead. And, I, and I'm not. I hope that I'm explaining that clearly that it's like it takes extra. And so emotional intelligence and feeling emotionally depleted is real, guys. If you're like, man, I'm so tired in this season in my life. I'm so this and I'm so that. Well, get curious and give yourself credit. This grief battle, man, listen. The sorrow, when we talk about the sorrows that we're going through and then even this, like Tanya, my wife, she still has her father. She still has him. And so I have been able to challenge myself to lean in, to ask, hey, have you talked to your dad or, you know, how's this going or how's that going? And just try to to do those things and not build like envy or resentment. And thankfully, thank God her dad and, and I have a good relationship. So I, I do feel the love there. But sometimes it can be a little bit like, man, like that stinks. That's a little bit of a bummer. But we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. So just bouncing into another aspect of what I wanted to talk about. I debated. I debated. I'm going to be real with you because the world's so heavy right now and we're scrolling our timelines and we're reading the news. I can't even go online. I can't turn on the news. I cannot turn on the TV. Or other people reaching out that talk about the sorrows that we're going through right now. I don't even really want to say the words mass shootings. But I would be remiss if I did not touch on this briefly at least. And the only reason why I'm saying briefly is because, again, it's everywhere. And it can be a lot. And it can be very triggering for for a lot of us. Especially when you talk about marginalized communities when you talk about children i mean like public places we're talking grocery stores talking schools we're talking most recently i heard about at a hospital just doing our everyday every day and this is what's going on right now it's a lot it's a lot and so it can be something that you want to escape. I know myself, I haven't really been reading a lot. The pictures of the the children in Uvalde, I haven't been able to really make full eye contact with the picture. I'm being vulnerable and transparent here because it's just so heartbreaking. And as I'm on the brink of parenthood, it's something that I just have struggled to really make eye contact with. And those are people, and listen, God rest their soul, and I'm, I'm praying truthfully, and I have said prayers, for their families is just so hard to process and heartbreakingly devastating. I know that I can't look at those children's eyes and think of the fear and the terror and the horror that they experience hearing some of the stories and how they try to continue to get out of that situation and escape or find different ploys or call 911 or call 911 
or call 911 and were not able to be protected and saved in those circumstances is devastating. For black people, people of color to be hunted like animals in a daggone grocery store is disgusting and heartbreaking. It's terrible right now. The climate of the world, I personally haven't seen this so repetitive, if that makes sense. And maybe it's just due to not paying that close attention to current events. But I really feel like it's been every single week a mass shooting. And that can be a lot. It could just be a lot just as a, as a normal everyday thing or it could be triggered into your own personal situation because I saw. This is tough. An artist who dedicated his time and his his talent to decorating the caskets for the children in Texas. He consulted with the families and they told told him about what their favorite let's say character or things that they were into I saw Superman and it's uh it's hard to talk about and that's why again I debated talking about it but I I wanted to recognize it because it is heavy and so I don't want you to let anyone make you feel less than for feeling impacted by this because it's not directly happening in your house your neighborhood your church your schools your grocery store but the reality is it could it could so let's do everything that we can, if that's signing petitions, if that's voting, whatever it is to try to do our part. Most importantly, continue to pray for all of these families that have been impacted, that have lost children, lost siblings, lost parents. Yes, lost parents. The one family there, it's, it's almost unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable that the father of the teacher, the husband of the teacher, excuse me, the father of the four children that were bereaved after losing their mother in a mass shooting and then the father passed away to a heart attack this is the devastation that we face and this is what people are dealing with the magnitude of grief and so when we think about stories like Nita's last week and you continue to just have the faith and you say but God not hovering having the faith and trying to see your way through it it's not easy but it's absolutely possible for us to continue to do that as we lean in, I think one of the most beneficial things we can do is to communicate our feelings, our emotions, and where we are. Make sure that you speak up, band together as community, link up with other people who you feel that you can be vulnerable with and express where you are, the overload, the burnout, whatever it is. It's never too late. It's never been that was so long ago. No one wants to hear it now. If your grief is brewing to the surface for whatever reason, whether that be triggered by social events that I've just discussed, whether that be pivotal points in your life and a person's not here or just dang it, I'm sad and I'm hurt. It's not a time limit. It doesn't expire. Your pain doesn't have an expiration date where it's no longer valid or important to anyone. Make sure that you're advocating on your own behalf, being your own biggest advocate. I am someone that's in your corner, but I want to encourage you to be able to be in your own corner. To speak up and tell people, darn it, I am not okay. I am not feeling all right. Just the other day, I was extremely overwhelmed. I found myself in a parking lot, in my car, crying. Crying because an email that had information with some money in it that I just was like, whoa. That was insignificant, but it was like the the tipping. It was just like the straw that broke the camel's back in that moment. And here I am crying. I am more fair skin so my face is beat red and I have to go in and still see customers 
And then after that, I said, wow, I guess I needed to do that. And I felt better. I acknowledged that I was overwhelmed. I leaned in and allowed myself to let those emotions happen. And then I reflected on what could have possibly been the trigger. What was the reason why this just tipped over? Do I need a break? Do I need a mental health day? What is going on here? You have to do those things and then be okay with it. I didn't want to cry, but I did and I felt better. And the next day was a better day. It was a better day because it's a bad day. It's a bad moment, not a bad life. So let's keep pushing, keep pressing. I'm thanking you guys so much. I've been getting a lot of messages lately of just support, how it's helping you in your life. And those messages are helping me tremendously. One gentleman hesitated. Shout out to you. I'm not going to say your name to reach out to me. It took him a couple of weeks. He said, but listen, I, I'm, I'm your people. We are people. Reach out to me. I'm going to do my absolute very best to get back to you in a timely manner or fashion. Feel free to always reach out to me no matter what it is. Any questions you have, something you want me to discuss on the show, that that goes as well. I'm appreciating it. If you're listening to the audio, I'm always going to ask you to leave us a review. Let us know how you're loving the show. It helps us get the show in front of more people who might find themselves in circumstances where hearing an episode or two might really help them. So thank you for that. If you are watching on YouTube, keep on dropping those comments. I'm loving it. I'm commenting back even on last week's episode. You guys are showing Anita a lot of love as well. Super appreciating that. Continue to do that. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. Guys, you already know where I hang out the most. If you're not following me there, what are you doing? Please go do that. Like ASAP over on Instagram at I underscore AM underscore Jay Nicole. Guys, so next time you already know. Love and light. Peace. <music>